Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson, a show that brings you regular interviews, tips and tools for building your business online. Well, hello and welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. Whether you are just starting out or whether, like me, you've been around the world of e-commerce for a while, my goal is simple. And that is to help you grow your e-commerce and digital businesses. And to do that, basically, every week I get to sit down with amazing people from the world of e-commerce. And I get to ask them all kinds of amazing questions about what they know and obviously how it's going to help us grow and develop our own online businesses. I say all the time that I try and have the conversation that you would have if you got to sit down with them and have a cup of coffee. Oh, yes. I'm really keen that we dig into their story, uh, learn the principles that can help us start and adapt and grow online ourselves. So if you enjoy this episode, I would certainly appreciate it uh, if you know you like it, if you're watching it, you subscribe, if you like the audio podcast version of it, uh, share it with your colleagues, share it with your friends, all that sort of good stuff. It'd be amazing if you do. Now, if you are regular to the show, you will know this is season eight. Yes, we are kicking off season eight in 2022. Yes, we are. I hope you had a good Christmas and New Year. And if you're like me, it feels like a long time ago already. Yes, it does feel like a very, very long time ago already. Uh, it just does, right? So uh, welcome to season eight. There are a few changes uh, to the podcast this season. If you're a regular, see if you can notice them. If you're not a regular, you'll just feel like it's a good show. So, you know, enjoy it uh, and see how you get on. It's great that you're here. It's great to be back. Missed you guys, missed doing the podcast, not going to lie, uh, but it is great to be back. Now, uh, do you want to kickstart your e-commerce business right here at the start of 2022, uh, but not sure how to get past the limitations or where to start? Well, you are in for a treat. I reckon you are going to love, love, love this conversation I'm having today with Jared, uh, who is just a top bloke. I'm going to tell you more about Jared uh, in just a few seconds after a quick what can I say? A quick hello from one of this week's show sponsors. Hey there, are you a business owner? Here at Orion Digital, we know firsthand that running an e-commerce business can be really hard work. As the online space gets more competitive, it is becoming even more challenging to stay ahead of the curve. We totally get it. So we want to help you succeed by offering a wide range of services from fulfillment, marketing, customer service, and even coaching and consulting just so that you can do what matters most, growing that revenue. So save yourself the time and the money and let us handle the day-to-day -day tasks so that you can run your business without having to worry about fulfilling and shipping orders or even handling social media accounts. So what do you say? Are we a good fit for each other? Come check us out at oriondigital.com and let us know what you think. Absolutely. Check out oriondigital.com, one of this week's show sponsors. A big thank you and shout out to our show sponsor. And also a big shout out and thanks to our show guest this week. I get to talk to Jared Mitchell about his journey in e-commerce. And the reason I love this conversation is because I feel like Jared is my American brother. We have such similar stories, let me tell you, when it comes to e-commerce. Uh, Jared and his beautiful wife, Elena, I would pronounce it Alana, but he pronounces it Elena. So I want to get that right. Um, they run a couple of beauty websites. Uh, one is called Alana Mitchell, uh, Elena Mitchell, forgive me, uh, .com. And, and the other one is skincarebyelena.com. They are in the beauty industry. And if you know me in my background, been involved in a few beauty e-commerce websites over the years. So this is where I was really stoked to hear, the, uh, hear his story. Um, they have been successful fam... Fampreneurs, is that how you pronounce it? Fam, 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 I don't know. You know what I mean. They basically run the business as a family, a husband and a wife. They've not killed each other yet. They've been doing it for over 13 years, which is a miracle. Well done. I, I'm, I'm, I'm brilliant. You know, I think that's brilliant. Uh, Jared also runs a consultancy called Beefy Sites, 
where he too helps people grow their e-commerce business. So you're going to love this conversation. It's a great way to kick off 2022. Here is uh, who, a guy who's first becoming a good friend, uh, Jared Mitchell. Enjoy this conversation. Connect and do this. Thank you so much for coming on to the e-commerce podcast. Great to have you. Now, whereabouts whereabouts in the world are you, sir? Because it definitely looks lighter and brighter where you are compared to where I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny. I woke up and asked Alexa, you know, what's the temperature going to be today? And my wife and I were like, it's 64 degrees. Oh, my gosh. It's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> So, 64 what's yeah, that in real money but it's definitely not freezing yeah yeah. So bad. yeah we are halfway in between los angeles and san diego in southern california in a small city we live in called san clemente and then work is just a few miles north in dana point okay and are you a lifelong californian or are you uh, an import Mostly a lifelong Californian. I did a short stint in Texas as a child, and then I did junior high and high school in Oregon. But the rest of my life, I've lived in this area. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I have to admit, I, I mean, I've, I've been a few times, but I, it is an extraordinary part of the world, California. It's like, it's like the rest of the natural laws don't apply to that part of the world, isn't it, really? And it's just... <laughs> Yeah, it's stunning. I can see why you would stay. I can see why you would stay. So what? let's let everybody know, what do you what do you get up to on a day-to-day basis in California? Because, man, you, you do so many things, right? Yeah, I recently tried to like, record one of our days on video and just show it to people because I'm used to it. Like, it's like our routine. But yeah. I, sometimes I look at my wife and I'm this is like, to pull this off. <laughs> so um yeah uh very important for us is we all wake up together and have morning time together as a family mm-hmm. unit and that for me is to give my boys a ride to school in the morning and drop them off um and to have that time with them in the car thankfully their school is only like 10 minutes away and then works just, you know, five minutes from that. So we tend to do that. And then my wife and I work together. Her desk is also no this desk. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we come to work together and we always make sure we get our workout in at least an hour a day for sanity's sake. And then work, it's like grind because we have three businesses, 15 employees um, internally and uh you kind of like feel like you're bouncing around like a ping pong ball mm-hmm. um we love it like our employees are awesome and unit here as well um and then afterward very very important it took us 15 years to get to where we're at to where we can ask the baton manager and trust business better than we would be able to as well yeah um but, um now that we're there we can cut off around 5.30 or 6. Our assistant has picked up the kids. She's got them at home. She's, you know, picked up the house and done things we can't do because we're working. And then we can have that family time. We, we cut off the workload and we just share and eat dinner and catch up day and try to get the kids to do their homework and take showers. <laughs> and the whole routine. So that's a pretty typical day for us. That sounds amazing. I think it's fascinating, isn't it, how... Um, I was on a podcast the other day and they asked me, would I consider myself to be successful? That was one of the big questions. Would you say that you're successful? Uh, And my response uh, was, yes, I'm successful, but not for the reasons that you would think. As in, I'm not successful because I drive, you know, a fancy car or live in a big house or whatever. I'm successful because just about every night of the week I get to have dinner with my family you know, and we yeah. sit down and we eat together as a family. And um, it's interesting listening to you talk that actually that's important for you. You know, you're being together with the boys in the morning, being together, eating dinner together as a family at night. I mean, that's pretty cool I, because that time goes by. I mean, it's a cliche, isn't it? It goes by so quickly. But the fact you prioritize that whilst trying to juggle three businesses, that is that always been easy for you guys or do you find it as a is a bit of a struggle 
Oh, that's a big struggle. Uh, Marriage-wise, it's just imagine working with your spouse, waking up, going to sleep, like every single moment with spouse, you know? Mm -hmm. So we've been proactive with, you could call it marriage counseling. Part of it is just mentorship, communication help, and keeping that, um, you know, relationship super healthy if we can. Um, You know, and then with kids, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more, like, have we talked about at all, like uh, the eulogy or epitaph thing that I did recently with just a personal exercise? Have you heard about no. this? No, I've heard of the exercise, oh, yeah. but we've definitely not talked about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I heard a pastor giving a sermon. Oh, man, it was five or six years ago now. And he was talking about how Benjamin Franklin, I think it was him or Thomas Jefferson, doesn't really matter. One of those guys... Uh, wrote their own epitaph and eulogy and then read it four times over their life. Um, And I was like, whoa, I'm thinking about what would that look like if I wrote my own epitaph and eulogy now, Mm -hmm. you know? So I did. And um, for me, it just put everything in perspective because Mm -hmm. I feel like every wise old person who you talk to, who has lived the life the way that you want to live and seems like they're fulfilled, doesn't give any care about the big pile of money they have stacked no. up. No, <laughs> like totally never personally a U-Haul. So since then, um, we have made a concerted effort to try to position our lives that way as well and how we think about being rich or wealthy. Like for us, um, you know, I think everyone inherently cares about money and how much they have, but, um, gosh, we just, I feel like, you know, it doesn't really matter to us anymore. It's, what matters to us is the time that we get to spend with each other and our, mm-hmm. our children. That's yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. And I think that exercise, that epitaph kind of eulogy exercise is actually quite eye opening. It's something that I've done in the past. Um, I know he talked about it in the book. Um, Stephen Covey talked about it in the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, they talk about it in that yeah. book as well. And I think it's, it is the most extraordinary thing because it's like, imagine you're at the end of your life, you know, that you're at your own funeral. What are people saying about you? And what are people remembering about you? You know, what's the legacy that you're leaving? Uh, and you have the ability to, to think about that now and write that now. It's, it's quite a remarkable thing that as human beings we can do and so yeah i i i totally get it i i think we had the same thing uh when i how old are your kids i have an 11 year old Mm -hmm. and a six year old yeah okay so your kids are a little bit younger than mine but when our kids were younger similar sort of ages to yours maybe a little bit younger we did the same thing then and we were like no no this is what's important to us we're going to prioritize, you know, eating together. So most of the time we eat together as a family um, and make such a difference. The only thing, because uh, our, our stories, I think, Jared, are quite similar, aren't they? You yeah. run uh, an online skincare beauty uh, website. I used to. We sold it recently. Um, I guess one of the things that I don't do that you do, which I, I've only ever met two couples in my whole life that have been able to do it, and stay married and that's work together right <laughs> so um the fact that you and alana can do that i think is extraordinary yeah it's weird lately it's like been um even more of a bonding exercise now that we have it figured out and mm-hmm. yeah i'm just like hearing you talk really realizing that i should definitely ask you to mentor me <laughs> because <laughs> like so much of our stories do line up and like we're on the same page about so much stuff but you're, you know, I don't want this to come out the wrong way. You're a little bit older than me. And so I, I'm sure I could glean <laughs> some wisdom there, you know? <laughs> yeah, a little bit older. That's 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 very polite of you to say so. Uh, but no, it's great. And I, 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 it's, I think you guys are doing great. The fact that you work together, still love each other and haven't killed each other is a remarkable thing. So uh, don't underestimate the power of that, you know, and uh it always amazes me when I come across couples that can do that. There's going to be people listening to the show going, Matt, this is an e-commerce show. And it is. But so many e-commerce businesses are run by husbands and wives. That's how they start them up. 
And so many problems come later down the line because actually that husband and wife, they're not aligned. They're, you know, I feel like a lot of my business coaching ends up being marriage counseling. It's quite ironic how that actually works. I don't know if you found this in the entrepreneurial world, uh, but you end up talking to a lot of people about the state of their marriage because that's the way to fix their business. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, like, I don't want to say like every client, but like, almost every client, even if they don't work together, man. Like, mm -hmm. so imagine, you know, like if yeah, they work yeah. together, it's even like worse, you know? So yeah. <laughs> That's fascinating, isn't it? Absolutely fascinating. <laughs> now let's, um, so we're talking about e-commerce. Let's move on just a little bit uh, off piece. Although part of me really wants to get, maybe we should do a separate episode, like how to run a successful family and a successful business. I think that would be a really interesting show to do. Uh, and oh, maybe I'm we in. should get I'm you in. on and, and a few other people. That would be, that would be quite nice to do a, like, like a Ryan Robin type thing. So um, Sadaf, if you're listening to the show, Sadaf, by the way, works with me. She's part of the production team here. Let's put that in the diary. Let's do that. That sounds like it'll be great. Um, so tell us a little bit about your story in terms of how you got to where you are now. We've got beefy sites. You've got your beauty site. How, what, how, how, do, we, how do we get to where we are? Awesome. Yeah. Uh, quick and dirty story for me is I was never intended to be like an entrepreneur or e-commerce or whatever you call it. Um, <clears throat> I was meant to work in a desk job. That's what my father did. Okay. And so, yeah, my wife and I uh, graduated from college and I got a desk job and it was literally the worst thing imaginable for me. I, I literally <laughs> felt like I was in jail. And um Thankfully, at the time, I was playing music professionally, and the band that I was in had gotten signed, and we had some success. And so I was able to do that for a little bit. Um, but while we were like recording or not touring, I needed some supplementing, supplementary income. Mm -hmm. And so I started like a decking business, you know? Okay. And I built a website on Yahoo Stores. And this must have been around the year like 01 or 02, something like that. Mm -hmm. And figured out a little bit about sites and SEO. And then the housing market dropped off. Then the iPod came out and crushed record sales. And oh, yeah. um, so, you know, my wife it is like, um, yeah, you know, I think you need to figure out something to do. And I was like, yes, I do. Um, let me go surfing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I went surfing. And um, after surfing, I went to Costco and got a, you know, a couple pieces of pizza or whatever, a, you know, 20 year old does at Costco. And they had those flyers on the side, like uh, air conditioning and Disneyland, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so they had one back then called how to build a website. Um, and so I grabbed it, you know, because it'd been a while since I built one for my decking business. And she said, hey, you know, you should build me a website for my skincare business. I've got a full clientele. Um, people seem to love these products. I don't know if people will start searching for them online yet or not, but why don't we give it a shot? And so I went home and I had spare time and I did. And um, clicks were really, really expensive back then. It was like five cents a click yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the irony yeah, yeah yeah i'm the same is when we started our beauty business exactly the same it's like you could throw a truckload of money out of the window and it would just come back because it was so cheap to do that it was unbelievable yeah 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 i couldn't figure out how to do the shopping cart so we just did call to order on everything and you know someone told me google was like a big website so i, I took the little ads wizard and then we threw up ads and, and we had that kind of like raise your hands, aha moment. Um, and we were on vacation um, when we flipped the ads on and, and her phone started ringing off the hook. And we made our first sale. And in 10 minutes, we made more money than she made the entire two hour facial. Wow. And I was like, oh man, how much money did we spend to get that sale? Oh man, $3? Dang. <laughs> you understand everyone listening to the show is crying right now with their hands in their head. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're like, okay, okay. You know, I think we, we have a business here. And so that was the humble beginnings. Mm. And, um, you know, five years ago, we started our own skincare brand, um, which has been going well. 
And the original business has over 300 lines now. Most of our competitors are owned by the Hut Group out of Europe. So we're yeah, yeah. one of the last yeah, ones man. left here yeah. in the U.S. and growing the business. And um, and so, yeah, that's kind of the story. How did I do? <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah, very good. So, so you guys, um, what's the skincare website? Uh, just so people know. Absolutely. So the original one is skincarebyalana.com. And the the brand is just my wife's name, alanamitchell.com. Mm-hmm. And um, you know how it is, Matt. Over the years, people are like, teach me how to do that. And so I started uh, Beefy Sites. Beefy's my nickname. I'm kind of a bigger guy. And, you know, um, so just went with went with that and, you know, online courses and consulting mm-hmm. just to kind of service the people that, you know, are like, teach me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And this is where we have such a similar story, because, again, I remember when Google Ads were super cheap and we just accidentally got involved in something. It took off, which was great. And the thing that I loved about it was it took off and then people came and said, how do you do what you do? Can you come help us? And I'm like, I genuinely, I don't know how to sell look, really, because we were the right place, the right time. And um, and it turns out it wasn't just like we actually did know a few things and you figure it out, don't you? Like, actually, no, I, there are some things that I can maybe help you with. Uh, and so like you do the coaching and stuff, have you, the, the, the coaching that you do, the consulting that you do, is that something that you enjoy the most out of all that you do? Mm. Yeah, I love, um, the one-on-one consulting. Mm. I'm starting to realize that I don't like as much like teaching the like digital courses because it's mm-hmm. really the connection. And like you said, Matt, like, just being able to like give people insight on like help with their marriage or like I was talking to a client last week and gave her some like um, home mortgage advice, (laughs) you know, but um, I just love being able to actually help people like improve their lives and then Mm -hmm. see it happen. Like to me, that's really a a fascinating thing and kind of a gift, you know, that we can sort of give to others and and leave behind. No, totally. What do you, what would you say are some of the common themes that you see when people come to you and they're like, I need a coach, we need some help. What are some of the common themes that you see people needing help for uh, in the world of e-commerce? Yeah. Yeah. And to clarify my sweet spot for coaching is generally like if someone's doing maybe like $5,000 a month or more in their Mm -hmm. store, um, I, my forte is helping them grow to the like 20 million a year mark Mm -hmm. and then pass them off to a bigger gun or something like that. But, um, so for most people that are coming in, you know, their sales are in the 5,000 a month to two or 300,000 a month range, uh, starting out. And it's, it's always the same thing. It is just always, you know, They've kind of found this right place, right time business, which is like so cool. You know, we had mm-hmm. that once, Matt. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Very grateful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, they just don't know what to do because there's like too many things to do. The business is growing. Their book date, their image date. Um, they don't know what to do next with their marketing. They don't, you know, have the connections or know the right agencies to hire to grow certain sales channels. Yeah. And so it's really um, coaching them on how to like not do everything themselves, mm-hmm. like the email, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, totally. It's it's that book, isn't it, by Michael Gerber? We've mentioned that a few times recently. Actually, I think that book's going to make a resurgence because I must have mentioned that book like four or five times over the last few weeks. Do you know what I mean it, it sort of goes in cycles, isn't it? But the email, yeah. Uh, so. So teaching them not to do everything themselves, but to to either outsource or to bring in good people that can help them. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, usually they have revenue coming in each month, whether it's increasing or decreasing, they have it. And they have no idea where they're at financially, profit loss, balance sheets, right? And mm-hmm. so their hair's on fire because they're looking at their checking account and they don't see much money. And then they have bills coming up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, yeah. how am I going to pay this? Like nothing adds up. Cause most of us that start these businesses are more on like the marketing side, you know, not as much on the like ops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Side. Definitely not on the accounting yeah. side. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. So usually the biggest challenge is trying to convince someone, which is, by the way, what someone had to convince me of, okay, <laughs> is like, hey, Jared, if you can actually get your inventory up to date and your financials up to date, you're not going to be losing as much sleep at night because you're going to understand how your business works, where your money's coming from, mm -hmm. and how you can sort of like lay out your financials and forecast and predict things, you know. So if you do have a negative month come in, you can understand why and not be so worried. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very, very good advice. And I think, uh, you know, people say to me, what's one of the secret, what, what are the secrets of your success, Matt? I, I often straight away, without any shadow of a doubt, say, listen, it's got to be the team that we have, right? And there's a lady on our team called Michelle, and she's, Michelle is great. She's been with me since, uh, since a year dot, I think since Noah was around, basically, Shell and I were hanging out. And um, she does that so, so well, the whole bookkeeping keeping track of finances, keeping track of money, cash flow expenditure, um, sorry, cash flow forecasting, especially if you're buying, you know, stock or you're manufacturing and you've got things like three to six month lead times, which we now have on one of our businesses. You know, there's so many things that you need to think about and having someone on your team that can help you do that if that's not your gifting. And like you say, let's if you're running your own business, it's probably not your gifting. Right. Uh, so you're going you're definitely going to need some help with that. I think that's such it's such a very, very good piece of advice. Hey there. Are you a business owner here at Orion Digital? We know firsthand that running an e-commerce business can be really hard work. As the online space gets more competitive, it is becoming even more challenging to stay ahead of the curve. We totally get it. So we want to help you succeed by offering a wide range of services from fulfillment, marketing, customer service, and even coaching and consulting, just so that you can do what matters most, growing that revenue. So save yourself the time and the money and let us handle the day-to-day -day tasks so that you can run your business without having to worry about fulfilling and shipping orders or even handling social media accounts. So what do you say? Are we a good fit for each other? Come check us out at oriondigital.com and let us know what you think. Did you know that nutrition is one of the keys to maintaining the energy you need to drive your business forward? Vegetology creates incredible unique supplements in an eco-friendly, ethical and sustainable way that feed your body with the precise nutrients it needs. We're not just making you healthier, we're helping to protect our planet too. Our products are vegan friendly and approved by the Vegan and Vegetarian Society. Plus, they're gluten-free so they fit perfectly into any lifestyle. They also contain no artificial colors or flavors, making them good for your taste buds too. You can feel good about your food choices with our healthy, natural supplements. We have something for everyone, whether you want to boost your immune system or just get more energy every day. And we're always working on new ingredients so that we can provide even better products in the future. So what are you waiting for? Get started now by heading over to vegetology.com. So do you find then when you're talking to clients, um, you're unpicking first and foremost, a lot of the, the data around the site. So the financials, the KPIs, the traffic, the conversion rates, all these things that in effect should be fundamental, I think, when you're an e-commerce entrepreneur, you know, the data that you should know. Do you find you're unpicking all of that? You spend a, a chunk of time doing that? Yeah, that's one of the first things that I do is, okay, let's get access, analytics, maybe your platform, if you're comfortable with it, search console, whatever other analytics sites you have set up, mm -hmm. um, sometimes email and like if they have like a pop-up technology um, and some of the more important marketing channels, PPC, whatever, and get in there and, and establish the metrics. And half the time you're, you're going to be educating the client, in my opinion, on what the metrics are and what they mean, because they don't know half of them. They have some of them figured out, yeah. <laughs> but they don't know like all of them. And maybe their source for checking that metric um, is uh, like their platform and it tracks it a little differently timing wise than Google. Mm -hmm. And so understanding what the real metric should be and what that all means. So there's definitely a lot of work under the hood that I do, 
Um, and part of it is uh, like education in regards to what these things are and why do we need to track them? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's super important. And I guess if you're, I mean, if you're listening to the show, right, and you are just starting out, um, get these things in early, you know, get the get the data in early. And it, all you need is a simple Google spreadsheet where you just track key pieces of information, right, and and bring that along and make sure your bookkeeping is in order. It's such a, such a fundamental, but it's always so low down the list. And I'll tell you why it's low down the list, because it's not sexy like marketing, right? But, and like you, I'm that way. I'm like, you know what? I Forget about bookkeeping. I want to know like about digital marketing. Let's get into digital marketing, right? Because that's going to bring the traffic. That's going to bring the money. We've got all of that to go for. So I'm much more focused around that because it's much more fun, you know, rather than spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we I hire all of that stuff out because it's, it's not us, you know, and mm. someone else should be doing it, not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone who's actually got a skill and a care for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So what are some of the things then um, you've, you, I love this, you've got your own e-commerce businesses, you've worked in the industry for a little while, you've done the coaching, you've done the consulting. What are some of the key things, say, around digital marketing? Let's pick up on that because you're a marketer, I'm a marketer, that you have learned, you know, where you are right now, this is like, Principle number one for anybody wanting to do digital marketing, what would, what would be high on your list? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a big question. Well, you said earlier, there was some, something so funny. And I think this goes into part of my answer of like not knowing how good you were at digital marketing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, that struck a tone with me because um, I was there. And... Um, Basically, what I did is I applied for a job with uh, Neil Patel, who's mm -hmm. kind of like a bigger um, thought leader in the digital yeah. marketing space, if you haven't heard of him. Mm -hmm. um, and many of us have. And yeah, yeah, I've listened to his podcast. Is that you? Is that you? Are you behind that? Uh, I'm not behind the podcast, but uh, yeah, if you've been following him, you've probably heard me or seen me on some of the media. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's funny. He likes to mess with me. And one of the ways he messes with me is by putting me on videos. Okay. That's... <laughs> and then he also tells people that I'm his bodyguard. Okay. BeefySidesBodyguards.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Brilliant. Yeah, that's a whole other story. But um, so, yeah, I, I didn't know how good I was. And so mm. I, I was like been following Neil for a little bit. So I'm at an Optimizely concert. He put out a job ad. I said, babe, should I apply? She's like, yeah, why not? You know? And so, you know, he's got his email list is millions. And mm -hmm. back then it maybe wasn't as big, but thousands applied and he, he hired me. And for me, that was like uh, a big confidence boost. Yeah. And I found out, whoa, I am actually pretty good at this. And so I think to answer your question, the first thing you need to do is like have some self-confidence. <laughs> Cause I didn't, I like yeah. had none. Yeah, And, I, you know, you're probably pretty good at doing what you do. Mm -hmm. um, the first thing that I look at is those things. What are you doing well? Um, yeah. Let's formulate the least path of resistance way to scale this business. Most e-com businesses that are up and running, um, I find a split. The healthiest split I tend to see in revenue channels will be about 40% um, email, email acquisition, mm -hmm. another 15 to 20 in paid. And then the rest is split between affiliate, you know, text, push, mm -hmm. um, all sorts of things, maybe some more yeah. paid media. Um, so I tend to, to, just like you said, get into the data and see what the sales channel split is. I mean, more common than not, I'm asking people, hey, you may want to sell on Amazon. Half the U.S. is buying there, so mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> and things like that. Once I'm able to, like, you know, label and hash out the sales channels, I can make some, you know, reasonable suggestions because I know where the revenue is coming from and what the least path of resistance will be. Yeah, no, it's great. And in fact, talking of Amazon, you uh, you recommended it. I connect with a chap called Brett Curry, right? Uh yeah, Brett is. Um, He's coming on the show, by the way, now. So thank you for that. I, I would We're check it out. Um, yeah, not to say he's not an expert in Amazon. He's an expert in a lot of things, mm -hmm. okay? 
um, in the U.S. Well, I'd say in the world right now, he's known as one of the top YouTube ads guys. Um, mm -hmm. And they are single-handedly the best um, PPC agency we've ever hired for Google Bing. Mm -hmm. um, so um, he's also got some crazy talents on the Amazon side and on the social side as well. Mm. Yeah, no, I, was, I, I enjoyed talking with him, actually. And I'm like, dude, we need to get you on the show to talk about some of these things. So uh, he's coming on the show and we'll talk about Amazon and we'll talk about YouTube. But uh, just you saying the whole Amazon thing reminded me of that. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, self-confidence being the first one, what are you good at? How can we help this grow um i think is 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 good i think fundamentally people actually know more about marketing than they think they do you throw the word digital in front of it and people go like well i don't know because it's facebook it's google i just haven't got a clue and it's like yes you might not get the mechanics of how you do paid media maybe on google like pay-per-click but you still i think people get marketing don't they and actually the principles and rules of marketing are pretty consistent you know, and what I learned 20 years before we were online has helped me no end. Do you know what I mean? Now I am actually online. Those principles back then still applied. The idea of getting people to like you, getting people to trust you, do you know what I mean? And giving a good customer service, all those things really help with marketing. So I like that. Develop your self-confidence. You actually probably know more about marketing than you think you do, uh, including digital marketing uh, would be my my echo of what you said. Which is yeah, great. you know, I think if you're an entrepreneur and you're like on social media, you're not receiving a lot of encouragement. It's more like FOMO or fear of missing out. Yeah, you know, or people that are showing you how they're better than you. <laughs> so I do feel like there is a big um, duty for me as like a consultant or mentor to encourage them and affirm them and what they've accomplished and how yeah. how much they've done. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Especially if you're turning over several, several, you know, books every month. It's you, you don't usually get that by accident these days. It takes a lot of hard work. Eh? And um, uh, what was interesting, actually, when you went through the numbers is you, you allotted around f for a good side of about 40 percent to email marketing. Right. And one of the things which still surprises me to this day, I mean, I could tell you the case of a company. Uh, we were having this conversation literally two weeks ago. Uh, turnover is probably around what, three, four million dollars a year, somewhere around there. Um, email marketing is rubbish. I mean, fundamentally is, is just non-existent. And I'm like, well, there's a million bucks on the table right there. Just right oh, yeah. there, there's a million bucks. Have you, do you, is that just a phenomenon that I see or do you see it yourself? It's like, well, there's, we want to do social media because email marketing's dead or do you know what I mean? They've, there's some screwy thought pattern in their head, uh, which means email marketing, which for me is a fundamental of digital marketing has just not been done right. Do you come across that? Oh man. Yeah. And I think part of that is like, if we think it's annoying, we don't want to like do it as a marketer because it's annoying to us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like so many people think email marketing is like annoying because they get annoying emails all the time, you know? And for a while I was that way. I like, I still think social media is kind of annoying. <laughs> and so like, I didn't get into like, you know, social ads soon enough yeah. because of anti, it's just this, the analogy I use is like, you know, we all go into the grocery store, we all do it, um, you know, and we all shop a different way, you know? Um, certain people look at the food shelves and the eyeline. Certain people are only there to get coupon deals. Certain people are there just to go straight to the meat department, you know, and um, it's the same way for people who interact with your store. The most important customer, in my opinion, is the one that you're trying to get to repurchase because <laughs> you've yeah, already obtained so them. True. Yeah. And email right now at this day and age is, um, especially in the post iOS, you know, update obliteration uh, phase that we're in is still just the, one of the most relevant channels because mm. A, it gets those people to come back and purchase again, but B, it's very shareable. You know, if you do a good job at it, I think one of the biggest honors um, that I have received as an e-commerce business is when I hear someone say, yeah, I told my friend verbally about your website mm. and they visited it 
and purchased something. Yeah. Like getting back to your comment, original marketing 20 years ago, like it's the most important thing, like running a business that people are so happy with and so satisfied from that they share it to their friends and vice versa and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. So true. The idea of giving such a good experience that they tell 20 of their friends about it is still, for me, yeah. the best way to grow your e-commerce business. It, it yeah. takes a little bit longer, uh, but it's a heck of a lot better. And my experience is, I don't know if you've, if you've measured it, uh, Jared, with your own sites or with your client sites. My experience is, if I can get you to refer my website to somebody else, then not only are you likely to buy from me more often, because you're happy enough to refer it, right? You're putting your reputation online. You're going to keep shopping with me. The person you have referred is much more likely to stay with me and to buy from me time and time again. So both of you become much more valuable than the customer that comes in through paid media. Do you know what I mean? Your, your lifetime value to me as a company is much higher. On word Absolutely. Matter. Yeah, and there's so many um, guys out there teaching e-commerce in a way that's almost temporary or fake where you're in this business and you almost don't even own your brand. you like, you don't own your supply. Uh, you don't own your stores. Uh, like <laughs> Amazon owns you, like China owns you, like this whole kind of fake model. And um, so it can be a struggle sometimes. I'm like, if, if you're in that boat, um, there's hope. Okay. <laughs> like you can fix it. And it's time to start building like a real brand and think about, you know, are these people receiving your products and interacting with your business and having such a good interaction and such a good experience with your product that it's good enough for them to really want to share? If not, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. Way too cool. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's brilliant. Did, is that what you did? Um, you said at the start of the show that um, you obviously set up a skincare brand for your wife. You built that website. And the way I heard what you were saying, Jared, and correct me if I'm wrong, is actually you were selling other skincare brands on that website. Um, and then at some point you were like, we are going to set up our own skincare brand. So then AlanaMitchell.com was born, right? So you got skincare by Alana and AlanaMitchell.com. Um, yeah. Is that a, Have I got that right? And, and, and you... In setting up your brand, I mean, that's that's a massive investment, right? Having set up skincare brands before, that's not a, you don't just, you know, you don't just go down the supermarket, buy a few ingredients uh, and put that together and away you go. No, no, no. You have, I mean, certainly in the UK, there's so much legislation. There's a lot of loops you have to sort of jump through. So I appreciate the size of that investment. So when you're sat there, you, yourself and Alana thinking, okay, we're going to set up our own skincare brand. What's going through your mind? Why are you oh. wanting to do this? And what are some of the key principles, I guess, that you learned doing it? Yeah, this story might, like, this is not the way that it usually goes down. I'm so thankful that we have 100% ownership of all of our businesses and that everything is bootstrapped. Mm -hmm. That also means that you feel poor pretty much at all times. <laughs> so it's cool and it's not cool but mm -hmm. what i would say is um so how we started our own brand and many of you are listening might own a retail store like mm -hmm. we do and did it first where you sell other people's brands okay is i was looking um at our discounting and i noticed you know we had a lot of discounts going out the door great because we also have a lot of sales going out the door, but margins are thin. They often mm -hmm. are in our business. Yeah. But I just started thinking like, well, what could I do to lower the amount of discounts that people are using? Um, well, I know that as a private labeler or as someone who owns your own brand, you can usually buy a widget at like three bucks a unit and sell it for 40 ish in our mm -hmm. industry. Right. Yeah. Um, and my wife knows enough about skincare to make sure it's a really good product. So, um, I wanted to start my own line like 10 or 12, 13 years ago, but it was always told to me, you know, Hey, that's a, a huge beast and another animal and liability and so on and so forth. So we never did, but we did come out with one product. Um, and its intention was to be a $40 eye cream mm -hmm. that people could use as a free gift instead of a discount. 
Mm -hmm. So we started offering the free gift option. You can only put one promo card in car uh, promo code in our cart mm -hmm. at a time. And that's still the same thing for this day. And people started using this free eye cream because it was a $40 value instead of getting their $10 or $15 off of their order. Yeah. Therefore we're only out three bucks. Yeah. And the 15. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's how our line launched because people started using this peptide eye cream. Elena knows her stuff mm -hmm. and it's awesome. It's still our most popular product. And then we, we had people calling and requesting to order it and we didn't even have it set up as a product, just a free gift. So that's literally how our product line was born. So if you're a retailer wow. and you have problems with discounting and stuff, mm -hmm. well, you know, why not consider starting your own private label brand? <laughs> that's such a good idea. I, and again, this is why I like you so much. Uh, we've, we've been there, we've done that and uh, can totally attest to this as a strategy because you in effect are buying something at low margin, which has perceived high value. And you're giving this as a gift with purchase on your website, which stops the discounting, but your customer feels like the value to them has increased. It's a remarkable thing to be able to pull off if you can do it. Uh, and I think the fact that you guys have done that is, is brilliant. So that's how your skincare brand was born. What are some of the sort of the core values, I guess, for you guys in setting up a brand? Because, you know, the skincare industry, let's be real, it's not what you'd call a moral industry right it has its it has its flaws which we could probably wax lyrical about all night so what did you guys think when you were setting up this brand you're like we could do this however we want to do it these things are important to us what what were the values that you were thinking about yeah um so we wanted it to be a real brand which means that we own the ingredients and the products and um maybe we would start out by private labeling a product from a lab but eventually, once we hit economies of scale, we want to yeah. redo and own that product. So that's really important to us. Um, and we also wanted to set up sales channels in a diverse way so that we didn't feel like Amazon owned our business, you know? But so we have like Shopify, we have Amazon, we're all over the place. You know, we have full-fledged omnicentric marketing going out so that if iOS kicks in and Facebook, social ads go out the door, we're still okay, you know? Mm. So that was very, very important to us. The second thing um, was making sure that we basically had my wife in, uh, inspect every single ingredient and try every single product. And we still do, do that to this day. Um, and not only that, she's got me trying them now too, which is, is scary. <laughs> well, if, um, if you're watching this and you don't know, actually, Jared is about 86 years old. And so he just looks uh, a little bit. Yeah. So his cream's working really well. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, and actually, it's, it's become a little addicting. I, um, I start to make products now myself and pass mm. them off to my wife. But um, we are very, very particular uh, because the U.S. is not as stringent okay. as Europe. So we have heard, um, and uh, we go through all the ingredients. We explain all the ingredients. We have an, an ingredient dictionary where we define them, and we have an ingredient naughty list that we stay away from. Mm -hmm. um, you know, after those things are established for us, it's really important to be on point with branding and packaging, and positioning. Uh, you know, I just think everything comes down to how you're different, finding a new and needy audience. Mm -hmm. and addressing them in a way that's you know has integrity at the right price so how did you guys do that how did you find the the new and need i like that the new and needy audience how did you do that well um for us we had already sort of established that with 17 years of our own business mm -hmm. and sort of like uh, establishing my wife as an influencer or someone to follow. So we really honed in on people that trust her and tr have trusted her over the years and been begging her to come out with their own products over the years. Yeah. And the derivative of that is really centered around moms. It's very mom centric. So um, from the research we found, most of the people that are Elena's age, they want to take care of their skin, but they kind of really don't because they don't have time yeah. or money yeah. or something. And they need someone they can trust to tell them what to use. And so 
for there, we've really settled in uh, to that niche. And um, it's kind of a weird business model because we've been scaling our retail store and that's sort of congruent with scaling our brand. Our brand is our most popular line on our retail store. And the more brands we qualify for and resell and grow, the more authority we give our own brand and the, yeah. the more we're able to cross sell, upsell, downsell, post-purchase, yeah. one-click upsell, thank you page upsell on our own brand, which is yeah. just margin, 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 right? Yeah, no, that's brilliant. That's great. Let me just take a sort of slight sidestep if I can. Um, you mentioned earlier on uh, you went and worked for Neil Patel. Uh, and if you don't know who Neil is, go check him out. He is online. He is a bit of an influencer and has been around for a while. And I've heard a lot of his stuff. And he's he's a funny guy. I, I always laugh when I hear his stuff. He seems quite down to earth. I've never met him, but he seems like a genuine down to earth guy. And so what are what are some of the key things maybe you've learned from working for Neil that you learned from him? Uh, what would what, be some of the things you learned there? Yeah, gosh, so much. <laughs> the things that I learned from him, I think that were incredibly valuable is like, uh, he's okay, he's so successful in every sort of way. And um, he's like the most humble dude and the funniest guy. And he really, really doesn't care like what people think about him. Okay. <laughs> and so I'll, you know, bring something up. Like if we have an event to go to or a client coming or this or that and be like, Neil, dude, I, you know, I, I feel like I should roll up there in like a nicer car or something like a suit and all that. And he's like, why? he's like, I show up and he's like, I show up in an Uber and I'm in my shorts or pants and a t-shirt to these speaking events with thousands of people. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. He's like, just be yourself. Yeah. And you know, really he gave me permission to not feel like I needed to act a certain way or dress a certain way or, you know, rub shoulders a certain way to be successful. Mm. Um, and he is one of the kindest, most genuine guys I've ever met. So for me, um, certainly I've learned a ton about digital marketing, SEO, video marketing. I mean, he's, he's a master of many things from Neil, but the most important things I think are life lessons. Mm. That's really interesting. Bringing it back to how we started talking about family and family is all about life, right? Um, so he did, I, I just let's just connect a little bit with the video marketing thing. So I think this is a bit of a hot topic at the moment, the whole video marketing thing. And I think he has done that quite well. What what's some of the thinking behind that strategy in terms of video marketing that maybe someone who's on this side of, you know, just starting an e-commerce business or, you know, is maybe turning over five grand a month, but actually doesn't do any kind of video marketing. What are some of the steps that we could look at taking there, which would help us? As far as like just getting started with video marketing yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is the question. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Well, <laughs> with clients, I'm, I'm often like having to say, okay, um, are we producing any video content like at all? <laughs> okay. So if we are, send it over. Cause sometimes the people are like, no, not me. Like we need to hire like someone to do this. The point is like some people have further to go than others, but most clients, have like a start on it and or they're like us they have their own ambassador um or one of my clients right now doesn't really like do their own ambassador thing but they have people on their staff um so the first thing i do and i think we're going to touch on this is like i have them lay out their target customer persona yeah here's ours and maybe you've done this maybe you haven't um ours is pretty detailed as you can see we talk about their yeah. kids their age where they eat where they hang out where they vacation um, we hang those up in every floor and room of our office so that we all know who our customers are, because the first thing I ask is where are your customers hanging out? Mm -hmm. um, you know, so one of my clients is, is in the baby space and um, the clients are young moms. And so we started on TikTok and she thought I was crazy. And, you know, for me, TikTok right now, um, I think you'll notice that people don't talk about <laughs> new advertising networks if they're being really successful on them yet <laughs> they like want to keep it on the dl and so i said hey you know let's just start organically there 
and start posting these videos and whatever the how to's and the answer the publics and just, mm -hmm. you know, how can we be helpful and encouraging to these moms and some of the videos organically have gotten hundreds of thousands of views on TikTok. We haven't even started ads yet. Like, wow. like okay, set up a pixel, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, another big one right now is is YouTube. It's so funny, Matt, because I um, got super annoyed with uh, Shopify because they do like a how to build your own website class. Yeah. And I was referring people there and I'm like, this is so boring. This is so boring. <laughs> this is so long. So I made my own um, how to build a Shopify course because mm -hmm. I was that annoyed. And it's just, I think mine's boring, but it's like a quarter of the time and it's better because I show them SEO and all this stuff. Yeah. Dude, some of my videos are getting like 10,000 views plus. I've yeah. done nothing, like yeah. zero. Um, so I think you right now first business. So I'm really excited that you're having Brett on later to talk about it. Mm. Um, I The full answer to your question is like, let's start. Uh, customer centric. I want to find out where they're hanging out and where they're watching video. Mm. And start putting videos there. And get over yourself a little bit, right? Just get on video. It's not going to be as bad as you think. There are very few people I've that have shot video that I've gone, yeah, that's really as bad as you think it is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's normally there's something that we could use or rescue. And uh and I think there are ways which you can produce video which actually is not onerous. It's very straightforward and actually has a big impact. So now I appreciate you sharing that. Um, Jared, listen, I feel like we could go all night. Uh, we're just sort of getting warmed up, but I want to be respectful of your time and the, the listeners' times. How do um, how do people connect with you? How do they reach you if they want to get hold of you? Yeah, man, if you just, you know, search beefy sites anywhere, uh, it'll pop up. And that's one reason why I went with a name so weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just type it anywhere, man. You'll find me. <laughs> just find, you'll find beefy sites. You'll find, you'll find Jared there in all his beefiness uh, with his flawless skin. <laughs> just waiting to say hi. No, that's been brilliant. Listen, Jared, honestly, it's been a real privilege. Uh, uh, I, it's it's nice when I get to laugh a lot with guests and you've been an absolute joy and a privilege to talk to. So thank you so much for coming. We will definitely be in touch about the family thing because I think that will be so, so critical and so important. Uh, but appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So what did you make to that, my interview with Jared? He is such a cool dude, has such a beautiful family. Uh, and so you definitely do want to connect with him. My thanks again for him being on the show. Uh, quite a lot of takeaways, wasn't it, in that interview there? Uh, and uh, hopefully you got a lot out of it. And you know what? That's what we're like here at the e-commerce podcast. And you can download, by the way, all the transcripts, all the notes, everything from that uh, conversation uh, with Jared at ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 80, 80. That's what you need, 80, ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 80. You can get the transcripts and the notes um, for free. You don't have to put an email address or any of that kind of nonsense. No, no, just head over to the website and get them. Uh, they're there for you. Uh, and you can um, get all the links and stuff that he mentioned there as well, which is great. So uh, do do that. Because like I was saying, uh, here at the e-commerce podcast, we love to talk to amazing people. Yes, we do, uh, about how to run an e-commerce business. And next week is no exception. And so what I'm going to do now is just play you a little excerpt from next week's show. Here's a little teaser. You're going to enjoy this one. So what if we turn that around our head and if we know that most people care mostly about themselves, we can give them what they're looking for by talking to them first mm -hmm. on our about pages. And then you transition and you tie your own story into the customer story, whatever pulled them in on that about page. So there is a chance and an opportunity for you to talk about you or your company, your mission, your values, but lead with the customer first to hook them, to capture their attention and to like avoid what Matt just described, where you're they're bo you're boring them right out of the gate with the first two words.
Oh, yes. You are not going to want to miss that conversation uh, with Reese Spikeman. She was fantastic. I really enjoyed uh, my conversation with Reese. She There was, honestly, there's no holds barred with that conversation. She is going to tell you straight. Uh, next week's show, how to create a killer about page that converts with Reese Spikeman. Make sure you subscribe because you are going to want to hit that. Let me tell you, the about us page one of the most visited pages on your website. So do check out next week. And if you get a chance to watch the video, do because uh, she will share her screen. We do talk it through if you're on audio only, uh, but she is going to share a screen and give you some insight there as well. So do check that out. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for being part of the team here at the e-commerce podcast. Always great to put these shows together uh, and listen to some amazing people like Jared and coming up Reese next week. Uh, thanks to you for listening or for watching. If you see us on YouTube or Facebook, uh, I've enjoyed this one. So hmm, I'm looking forward to next week. So uh, that's it from me. Bye for now. You've been listening to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson. Join us next time for more interviews, tips and tools for building your business online.